Welcome to Season 6 of the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping coaches, teachers, and leaders of all types become their best through the use of quotes. I'm your host, Scott Rosberg. Each week, we'll discuss inspirational, impactful, and motivational quotes to help you become your best as you work to lead your teams to become their best. So make sure you've laced them up tight, you're focused on your target, and you're ready to dive in to today's great quotes for coaches. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. And we are in the fourth uh, episode devoted to the theme of Change Your World, the theme that we started, well, four episodes ago, uh, all based on the book Change Your World by John Maxwell and Rob Hoskins. Uh, As I've said the last few weeks, Five weeks ago now, I had uh, done a uh, an episode called "Reading the Signs," and it was it's it was um, the catalyst for that was reading that book, "Change Your World." And while I was reading that book, I just kept getting signs from it telling me, "Scott, it's time to do this project, this thing that I'm wanting to do that I have been thinking about and planning and putting together a variety of." Uh, proposals and ideas on, but eh, just not really moving on it uh, for the last, I don't know, six months, something like that. And uh, yeah, this book just was kind of hitting me in the face saying, you need to do this um, every step of the way. And last week, chapter three, uh, we all need one another, uh, was the chapter more than any that really kind of sent me off on that um, I don't know if sent me off, that might be the wrong way to put it, but really got me thinking, okay, there is something going on here that I just need to make sure that I get after this and um, and do this thing. Because especially that story that I talked about, and I only touched on it a little bit, but Casey Crawford from uh, North Carolina with Movement, uh, Mo- Movement Mortgage and the Movement Foundation, you need to check that out. Uh, anyway, that's what really kind of got me going. But then there were so many other elements in the book um, that were speaking to me. And again, today, chapter four, let's all get on the same page. There were a couple of moments in here, too, where I was thinking, okay, this just keeps on telling me it's time to get started. So so today, as I say, chapter four, let's all get on the same page. Uh, again, the book, Change Your World, I cannot stress enough to you, you need to pick this up. So I'm going to kind of go through... I'm a, I am going to go through the various sections that Maxwell and Hoskins did here. Uh, I'll have some quotes, certainly, but I'm just going to touch on some of the ideas that I think are really powerful in here. Uh, the first thing is they started off the chapter with a quote. It's an African proverb. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. What a great quote for those of us who coach teams uh, or lead teams in some way. I mean, you can go faster if you're alone. You're not having to, you know, deal with the fact that you've got multiple people with you. But you're not going to get as far as if you have others with you on your journey who can share the load and share the work and share, whether you're driving, whether you're walking, whatever it is. They can help 
get you through a lot of the things. So I like that as a kickoff. And then this this first section in the, this chapter was called Why People Rally Around a Cause. And the various headings were they're seeking connection with others. They want to be part of something bigger than themselves. They want to receive value from giving. Um, I like that, Nate. And I liked a couple of the things that, that they said in that section. They want to receive value from giving. Maxwell said, this is the start of the significance journey. We give. And the longer we stay on this giving path, the more we realize that helping others helps us. And that's, I think, for all of us who coach, um, when you can get to that point where you realize that, yeah, it's great to win games and championships. It is so fun. Absolutely. But the more you do this and and you really start to understand what our focus should be, the more you realize it's about being a person of significance in others' lives. Of course, for us in the coaching world, it's coaches being coaches of significance in kids' lives. But no matter what realm you're in, when you start focusing on significance, and this word really started to hit me. I mean, it's hit me for many years now, but really started to hit me during this reading this book and really had an impact on uh, this project that I'm planning on doing. And you'll hear more about that in, in a few weeks, in about six weeks. But um, yeah, I love this concept. The longer we stay on this giving path, the more we realize helping others helps us. The next section was called Why Some Attempts at Movement Don't Move. Okay, so the first one was about, you know, what it is that um, that why people rally around a cause. The second one is why it doesn't actually work sometimes. Well, they mention a lack of unity for one. And of course, think about any of us in the team world. You know, when we have a lack of unity with our teams, it we're going to really struggle um, to get things moving the direction that we want to go. Uh, the absence of a positive goal. And I liked this section because I don't want to be political. I try not to be political in my um, in my various mediums here. But he says it's difficult to create a focused agenda and build a movement when you're against something instead of for something. You know, let's focus on what we're for. And the reason I mention this about the political thing is is that's the political climate. I think that we are completely engrossed in now where it's all about attacking the other side whichever side of it you're on i i see this so much i i i started liking twitter a few years back and i'm getting to a point where i hate twitter because it's so negative every kind of feed and then i will read it and get sucked into it and i just my blood gets boiling as i'm reading things from both sides of the political aisle and and i realize it's because all they focus on is the is being against whatever the other side is doing and that really is not a way to create a movement i don't think and yet it has worked uh, I guess it has worked in many ways, for especially for one of the two sides, just really focusing on we are against this stuff, whatever it might be. 
Uh, because Maxwell goes on to say, being against something isn't attractive. This is exactly what I'm feeling, like I say, you know, with, with the whole political climate now. I'm not, just not enjoying any of it. I'm not attracted to any of it because I know when I turn on the TV or, or open an app or I get open my email, I'm going to be reading so many things or listening to so many things that are about being against another side. It says it doesn't draw positive people who want to work for positive change. Yes, I, I totally agree, and I agree with this just in our lives. But as I'm saying, in our political climate now, it seems like everything's focused on the negative side and we need to change them because they're all wrong. Again, both sides I see this from. If you want to create positive change in the world, you have to be for something, is what Maxwell and Hoskins say. And I, I love that concept. And for those of us in the teaching, coaching world, but any of you in the leadership world, let's focus on the four. What are we for and what are we trying to accomplish here? Uh, another reason why some attempts at movement don't move, he says, inadequate leadership. Well, this comes to us, leaders, coaches. He says, uh, Seth Godin, he quotes Seth Godin, Godin, who says, the easiest thing is to react. The second easiest thing is to respond. But the hardest thing is to initiate. Wow, that's so good. Because, I mean, I could go back to the whole political thing. So much of what we hear, it's just reaction and then a response, right? Okay, but are we going to initiate? Let's create then something that says, all right, well, here is a great alternative. Here is a way for us to build this positive thing. That's where it gets really tough for people. It's real easy to see something and react and respond to it. It's a whole lot tougher to be the one who goes out and starts something and leads at it. Maxwell says transformational movements aren't successful and sustainable unless they're led by transformational leaders. We need to have people leading our organizations and our movements Okay, that are transformational. You are working to create some kind of great change, some kind of transformation. He says, great leaders who make a difference are not born that way. They're formed into great leaders as they move with others to make a difference for those around them. We'll be back after a quick break. The Coaching Conversation 2024. This podcast is 100% dedicated to leadership and leadership within the workplace coaching area. We work with companies throughout the world teaching leaders how to coach their employees. This podcast is dedicated to teaching specific strategies, frameworks, coaching models, and now artificial intelligent strategies to help leaders drive greater teamwork, collaboration, cooperation, greater attitudes, better motivation, coaching career development, just to name a few. I hope you'll check out our podcast. Yeah, that is so good. A couple of other things that, uh, you know, make it hard for a movement really to get going. Lack of organizational support, absolutely. And then, especially in the business world, but I see this in our educational world, in our athletic world, thinking money is the answer. Interesting, because he says money will not automatically create a movement transformation can't be bought. And I think about how 
often we will fall back on, well, we just don't have the funds to do this. And I get it. I know exactly what that's life like. Uh, you know, whether it's been in my years as an athletic director and understanding the, the budget limitations we had or my years teaching and coaching, same thing. Or just in our own personal lives. Yes, a lot of times funding is an issue. But you can still create your movement and you can still create change and transformation, okay? You just have to, going back to that other word, initiate things. You have to work. You have to get creative and find ways. Well, how can we create this? How can we um, how can we find the way to get this either funded or get this handled with um, a lack of funds? And so, yeah, it's not, I mean, yes, money can be extremely important in getting certain things off the ground. Um, you know, this project that I've been talking about, it's one of the things that's holding me back right now is figuring out the funding for it. Uh, and yet at the same time, that doesn't mean I got um, I can stop. I just have to, I have to figure out a way and that's what's been taking some time. But uh, I think because of the transformation it is going to create, uh, I've got to, I've got to find that way. Um, And I may be reaching out to you, all of you and (laughs) talking to you about ways to do that down the road. We'll see. Um, So anyway, next section in the book, how transformation happens. And what he does in this, this was a really cool section, and this this goes for the rest of the chapter, is they take uh, these like little pictures, um, and I'm going to be telling you what the pictures are of for each section, each little heading, uh, and they they kind of they use these pictures to diagram the way transformation works. Okay, and so the first picture is a waterfall, and he says this is top down the way a waterfall would work. It requires leadership. And so I love this section because this happened to me as an athletic director. I saw what I'm about to talk about here happen with some of my um, my coaches when I was an athletic director. He said, if the leaders of the organization, it was talking about um, trainings and what uh, some research on watching how certain trainings would happen. Okay, And he said, if the leaders of the organization sent their teams to the training, the results were uneven and unremarkable. So it's like me as an AD sending my coaches to a coach's clinic. Okay. Sometimes they came back with great things and had really, you know, gotten a whole lot out of it and it really transformed things. Sometimes they just went, took notes sometimes, maybe didn't make it to everything else, were there for the social aspect, whatever it might be. But then he says, if the leaders joined their teams in the training, the results were consistent and positive. To have any chance of significant transformation, the leaders must give their voice, approval, influence, and involvement to the movement. So this is where it's totally, I totally get this, because as an athletic director, here's what would happen. I would do uh, a lot of professional development with my coaches. I'm a speaker. This is what I do. And I joined the Proactive Coaching speaking team uh, during my time as an athletic director in my first athletic director stint. So I'd been doing that. And then I got a, a new athletic director stint in it back here in Montana. And so I brought the same concepts. And I would do professional development with my coaches. But 
I was involved in it. I'm doing it. I'm leading it. And then I'm able to help them with it. And I saw a lot of them use those things. But I also, in my, uh, in one of the years, well, actually two different ones, um, we went to a, what we call a captains and coaches workshop that we do in proactive coaching. Now I was not the one doing it. Uh, one of our directors, Rob Miller, was doing it, but it was near our school. And so I took our team of coaches. It's my first year here. And it was great. Our coaches loved it. And you bring you bring all your coaches, as many as can want to go, and then they get to bring kids, uh, the leader types of kids on their teams is the idea. Some of the coaches just jumped whole hog into this thing. And they and there's breakout sessions during this uh, this workshop. It's an outstanding workshop. If you're a coach, if you're an athletic director, you, you need to contact us about getting this captains and coaches. We now I think call it coaches and leaders because we do it for more than just sports teams, and uh, which is important to do it for uh, you know. I mean, I've done it for fire departments. Uh, I've done it at schools. So I mean, it can be more than that. So anyway, and so our the coaches in the, the the breakout sessions they got they get involved and they're they and their kids are talking back and forth and they're creating working to create the team culture that they're trying to create and then we'd go back to school and then it was interesting to watch some of the coaches stayed right with that and continued to work on what we call core covenants you know the values and working on it with their teams and building that and you could see the transformation happen with their teams Unfortunately, we often say only about um, 20 to 25 percent of the teams in this world do this type of thing really consistently and uh, intentionally. And so there's fall off because they don't stay with it. All right. But here's the thing I noticed. A couple of our coaches, they liked it. They liked the training. They liked the workshop a lot. They were they did well with the workshop there. And then they got home and said to the kids, yeah, you guys go ahead and do that. And it's like, well, you're the leader of this program. They need you in it. And the kids did what they could, but it just wasn't the same. And so coaches, leaders, whoever you are in whatever realm you lead, if you want to create transformation within your whatever kind of team it is that you have, you have to be part of it. You can't just tell others, hey, go ahead and do that. You have to be part of it. Maxwell goes on and says, transformation begins with influence, and influence always flows from the top down, like a waterfall, not upward. When leaders use their influence to get behind something, they can make things happen. This is what I meant. Those those coaches who said, yeah, I like this, but then that was it. They didn't really get involved in it. It didn't push things along the way that they would have liked to have seen in terms of creating the culture they were after. Influence flows down, not up. Leadership buy-in at the top of the waterfall allows our transformational efforts to cascade down into eight streams of influence and then throughout the country, he says. And he goes on to talk about those eight, I'm not going to do that, but uh, these eight streams of influence. But the point is, it starts with us at the top. The next picture is of a ladder. This one now is going bottom up. Okay, so the waterfall is top down. Now it's talking bottom up. It encourages mobility. He says, while influence lives flows down, transformation climbs up. 
When you help people to improve their lives, they rise up. Oh, that's so good. Uh, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to say this name right, but Nito or Nido Cubane, president of High Point University, said, your present circumstances don't determine where you go. They merely determine where you start. <laughs> Very good. Um, Maxwell says, when people are encouraged to dream, assisted in improving themselves through good values and empowered to climb the ladder of success, they can also begin to make things better for others. And Cubane says again, transformational movements that value people and add value to them can rebuild our world. That's really good. Okay, the next picture was of a heart. And he says it's inside out. It embraces values. Now, the next chapter will be all about values. But in here, he's talking about the, the importance of values. He quotes a, a businessman named Bill McDermott who said, every movement has a single point of origin. Well, Maxwell says, well, that origin is always in the heart of a person. It's an expression of their heart. You know, And I love that. And it flows out from that. Um then Maxwell says, living good values precedes giving good values. Transformation is more than a lesson to be learned. It's a life to be lived. This is what I tell, what we tell coaches all the time when we're speaking and, and athletes as well, when we're speaking at their schools. You know, you have to, okay, you're gonna, we, we talk about coming up with core covenants, the, the values of the program and all. That's great. But if you're not living them, they're just words on a wall. It doesn't matter. They have to come from within you and then come out of you. Gandhi said, your values become your destiny. Absolutely. The next picture, two hands joined, okay? And it, he says, it's side by side. It desires partnership. And then he goes into a whole thing on partnership. Um, and the, the, the focus of teamwork and partnership. Transformation begins in an individual, grows in community, and impacts a society. But the, part, but the process always starts with partnerships based on common ground, which we talked about last week. He talks about a, a book called The Power of Two by Rod Wagner and Gail Muller, uh, and they focused on partnerships. Really good stuff. I'm not going to go into too much detail on it, uh, but it is interesting that they talk about how the partners must be in agreement on the mission, okay, even if they don't have the same motives for trying to achieve it. And, you know, okay, you got to agree on your mission. They say you don't have to have the same reasons for pursuing it. Successful partnerships often have different motivations for making the climb. Well, think about it. I mean, your teams. You want your kids to buy into the common goal, the sh you know, the shared goals that you have, but they're going to have their different reasons for it. That's okay, as long as they are still on the same page with the same goal, following that same vision that you've set for them. Uh, the next picture was a table. He says it's from going from few to many. It enables growth. He says mass movements don't, movements don't begin with the masses. They begin with a few people, okay? And then they start to build. The next picture was of a bridge. And he's talking about how it, you're moving from here to there. This is what leads to transformation. And he says it starts with good values. Good values create growth. Growth creates transformation. Transformation creates movement. Movement creates change. And change helps us cross over into a better future. That's a really great way to put it. He says, you must be moved if you want to become part of a movement greater than yourself. So if you're going to be part of some movement and see, these, these are the things that were talking to me because of what this project that I want to do. Uh, I love that. You got to be part of it 
you know, something bigger than yourself. And he closes by saying, you cannot make a difference or change your world in a positive way unless you build everything you do on good values. They're the single most important part of any transformational movement. And it's so important, such a powerful element, that that's what next week's chapter will be about and next week's episode will be about. Chapter five, experience the value of values. And so we will talk about values. And this is, I'm, I'm going to love, I love this chapter and you're going to love this because there are so many things, as I've said before, that we talk about in my presentations for proactive coaching and in the books that I write and the presentations I do of my own that focus on this concept of creating great core values. So we'll come back for that next week and we'll zero in on the concept of the value of values on the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. And we'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please do me a favor and leave a rating and a review and then subscribe to the podcast. Ratings and reviews and subscriptions are really helpful in getting more ears and more listeners getting a chance to hear podcasts. What we want to do is spread the messages of hope and inspiration from these great quotes to as many coaches, teachers, parents, and leaders of all types as possible. Also, check out our Slam Dunk Success site at slamdunksuccess.com and the Slam Dunk Success YouTube channel, where we have much more for you to help you on your road and your journey to success. I look forward to serving you again next time with another great quote for coaches. Mm-hmm.